Get tagged. <laughs> Hi, Get this tagged. is Katie. <laughs> Welcome to the Lo-Fi Podcast. Uh, this is my co-host, a guy. That's me. And uh, we're going today. We're going to start off by discussing our thoughts on the uh, Final Fantasy VII remake demo. If that was a lot for you, then I'm sorry. Hopefully, you can catch up pretty fast. I mean, I think it's fairly self-explanatory. It's one of those things where, you know, pretty much every everyone, even if you haven't played Final Fantasy VII, you know something about Final Fantasy VII. And so even if you're not interested in playing the new one, right, you can't help but know that it's coming. If you're into games. I don't even think it's solely a game thing. It's kind of like, um, was it like a cultural mitosis? Because back when 7 was first coming out, I remember, um, I think I've told the story before, is I went and saw a movie. I think it was one of the Lord of the Rings. And... There was a Final Fantasy VII trailer in front of like an actual movie. Now back in '97, is it '97 or '96? I think it was, I think it was '97 right before it came out, maybe two or three months. And to see something that was kind of nerdy and niche back then on the big screen was crazy. And when I went to school, even people who weren't gamers, they kind of knew about Final Fantasy VII because the marketing budget was so big. And I want to say. The remake is probably like that too, but I don't have cable, and I don't see ads online, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, uh, if you have some thoughts about whether or not you've seen that on um, on your TV, feel free to email us at lofipodcast at gmail.com. Really? Yeah, no, I, I just made that up. Okay. <laughs> I mean, but, me. but hopefully by the time this goes up, I will have claimed that, that email address. And if not, um, you know, uh, feel free to email it anyways. Yeah, addendum. It'll be changed later. <laughs> Attention to Matt. Not that there's anyone named Matt, but there could be. There could be. A guy could be Matt. I don't, I don't know. Anyhow. <laughs> I could be a Matt. No, 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 no. No, no. I don't. Anyways, let's not even go down that rabbit trail. I do have the McMuscles for it, though. (laughs) Call us. No, don't. (laughs) I mean, Matt, call us. Oh, yeah, most definitely. He he knows who he is. You know who you are, Matt. Indeed. Get the hookup. But anyway, back to um, the topic. (laughs) Yeah, the topic. So... A little history. I've never actually played Final Fantasy VII. I didn't play the original. I didn't play the remake. I mean, the was it a remake for? Did they port it? Uh, yeah, that, it was um ports, and there was a bunch of mods on the PC over mm-hmm. the years. No, no, no. We're not talking about PCs. PC counts. I don't have a PC, and I've never had a PC, so you know it. It doesn't count. I'm pretty sure you have, in fact, had a computer at some point. Okay, well, yeah. <laughs> but even I didn't I didn't play the PC ones either. Oh lord. Talking in the distance, but uh Yeah, I didn't play the PC version because I always had the PS1 version. And by the time they started porting it over to other stuff like um Was there a PS3 port of it? No. Surely yeah. not. I think I think there was a PS3 port, but um 
you know, heck, it had been freaking 12 years, so I wasn't really interested in re-downloading it. And some of my friends, let's see if this was on the PS4, PS3. They're, oh man, it's up on the uh, PS3, you should re-download it. I'm like, why? I owned it on the PlayStation 1. So, like, oh, but that's ugly. It's like, well, that's my nostalgia, though. You know, that's the way I remember playing it, so it doesn't really bother me as much. You it, like those polygons? I do. Those giant, blocky triangles and everyone's Popeye arms. Can we can we just continue to digress for one moment and discuss Barrett's legs? Was he bow-legged back then? No, didn't he have those giant barrel legs? They were like skinny and then like super fat calves. Um, am I hallucinating? I don't know. I mean, we can look it up because I um I want to say when I remember him, he just like he was wearing cargo pants and he was somewhat well I mean you can't be proportionate in that game <laughs> if, you, if you've never played Final Fantasy 7 and you're here just for the remake content just pause pause it go look it up and then come back and you'll understand why we're discussing polygons okay I got a picture here I mean no like, he's not the one I'm thinking of yeah cause like his, yeah, he, looks, he looks fine like that's his battle one yeah Oh my god, that takes me back. Oh my god. Once upon a time, this glorious hunk of polygons was the most beautiful RPG that ever existed. Well, not necessarily content-wise, because of stuff on the PC. You know, everybody's always talking about Baldur's Gate and stuff, which was good. It's just, graphically, they weren't doing what Final Fantasy VII was doing. Which I'd say was mostly putting a bunch of cutscenes in every place <laughs> but oh man looking at this it's like i said it's a, it's a throwback man remember the first um, time i saw a screenshot in the magazine of upcoming oh my god oh, oh, oh i just saw I just found what did you in, what did you pull up oh his low poly oh uh, like world map model that's that's i'm pretty sure that's actually what i was referring to um it looks fine though no, no, it doesn't look fine. I mean, it right. No, it doesn't it look fine. It looks like Barrett. You know it, who that is. It doesn't look fine. It looks pretty good. What's this one? It doesn't look fine. It's strangely washed out. Yeah. I don't like that. Barrett's not brown anymore. He's beige. The way God wanted him to be. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when I saw the new Barrett design for the remake, he's wearing the little shades. Mm -hmm. A part of my brain assumed he always wore shades and I forgot <laughs> that he didn't because it looks so good on him. I thought he always wore shades. Right? But no, I was like, look at um, classic Barrett. I don't know, I'm gonna, it's like, don't get mad because I'm gonna say Barrett or Barrett or I'm pretty sure it's Barrett. If, right? you say, if you say Barrett, I am gonna just snicker quietly because I don't imagine putting him in my hair, but okay. Is that a beret? That's a beret. Really? What's a beret? Is like, that a thing? A beret is a hat. What? It's a French hat. A barrette is a hair Hold clip. On. Okay, yeah, yeah. Wait, because, uh, um... I, I know you're talking about it's a little thing, uh... Who was a, Not Navy SEALs. Uh, Green Berets. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah, Green Berets wear And French berets. people. Don't and forget French people. French people. I imagine French Canadians also wear berets. I would... Oh. All right, so... Barrett, 
Beret. Barrett. Wait, what was the other one? Barrett. Barrett. Like a hair barrette. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, um, yeah, I might mess it up. Because, you know, back in the day, I keep saying back in the day. But, you know, it honestly is back in the day now. Was it 20 years? 1997 20... was 23 years ago. Yeah. And there wasn't any voice acting back then, so people didn't... You didn't know how to say the names a lot of times. Like, Cloud's easy enough, because Cloud. I mean, what are you going to say? Clued? His name is Cloud. Beret and Cloud. Cloud. It's like, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. And it was Eris and Aerith. Well, it was like, in the, uh, what, American translation was Eris. I think, because they, they never said it. But mm-hmm. the way it was spelled in, in Japanese, it was like Aerith. Yes, where do you come down on the Aerith-Aerith controversy? I think the purists will say, well, go to the Japanese version, because it was released first, you know. And I think all the promotional material from back in the day also just said, uh, Aerith? P- possibly. I don't know, it's been so long. Back then, I was nothing but a little babby. Oh, little babby guy. Yeah. But now, all these years later, I never imagined I'd be playing Final Fantasy VII. Like, well... It's like um, you can ima- I can imagine playing it again because I like them. I like I like the game, but to think they'd actually go through with it and do the remake. Would you rather play the remake, or would you rather play thirteen again? Well, that's an, I mean, no, of course, I'd rather play the remake because that has the potential to be good. <laughs> And you already have decided that 13 is not good. Well, I played 13. Right. The verdict is in. (laughs) Right, you don't like it. I I don't care for it, no. It's, um... It has a bad feel to it. I think. It's almost like it's a... A spectacle RPG, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like, it's, it's really flashy. But... Doesn't mean or accomplish anything. I see. I see. Um, I'm gonna just stop for a second and explain that uh, we're recording while sitting in a car uh, because it was the only place that we could think of that was quiet enough for us to record. And in the uh, ten minutes we've been recording, we've already had the neighbors break out into a backyard fight. And uh, a dog start barking at us loudly. So uh, after making <laughs> steely eye contact. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That too. <laughs> steely eye contact for sure. So hopefully you didn't hear any of those things. But you know, it's it's all good. It's all good. I assure you, they exist. <laughs> all right. So let's get down to brass tacks. Final Fantasy VII remake demo. Mm-hmm. First impression. Mm. Well, my, all right. No, first impression. One word, first impression. Uh, pretty. Okay, okay. Okay, okay. And uh, what would your first impression be? 
uh, confusing. Okay, I'll bite on that. Um, is it confusing because you didn't play seven originally, or is it confusing for any other reason? I found it to be confusing because I they threw so many mechanics at me so fast. And by mechanics, I specifically mean um, the controls, the different um, ways of fighting, switching back and forth between characters, the difference between switching back and forth between characters and issuing a command to a character that you're not playing but still in your party. And it was... As someone who didn't play 7 originally, most of those concepts were pretty new to me. The only thing that even comes close is the battle system for 12, Final Fantasy 12. The battle system for 12, and uh, man, that's not even like that at all. Oh, no. I mean, I played more, generally I play more, a lot more games even for a lot longer. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those things I think once you're, how do I say this without sounding like, like being super conceited? Because I don't know if you could be conceited about, you know, spending a lot of time playing games. <laughs> but it's one of those things where once you're a more seasoned gamer and you play a lot of things, especially if you play things from the uh, same uh, developer, you kind of get a feel for not necessarily how they make their games, but a lot of mechanical things. Because you say it was closer, it's kind of close to 12 for you, but to me, when I picked it up and the first screen popped up and I swung the sword for the first time, to me, it just felt like Kingdom Hearts. Oh, well, see, I've never played Kingdom Hearts. Oh, well, that'll do it. Yeah, it's well. like Kingdom Hearts without a jump button. And, and you add the ATB gauge in, so it'd be like if Sora could only cast magic or do a special attack after he hit enemies enough time and built up the gauge and then you press the button to access your menu and time will slow down instead of doing it in real time mm -hmm. I don't know if it changed in Kingdom Hearts 3 because I don't want to play that pretty as it is over the years Kingdom Hearts has kind of uh, sapped my interest but um yeah it plays like Kingdom Hearts 2 ish with a slowdown mechanic, so for me, it felt pretty second nature. And as somebody who does a lot of games, mm -hmm. the first thing I always do is essentially you press every button mm -hmm. to see what those buttons do. Mm -hmm. And you um, kind of make a mental list, priority-wise, of what you'll press the most and what you want to avoid pressing if you don't want to waste a move or an attack, like switching the characters is, just, is left and right. Yeah. Uh huh. To physically move between them, but um, once I figured that out, you know, I just didn't put my hands over there unless I needed to. Ha 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 to these uh, sort of mechanics, you can pick them apart really easy. Not saying it makes the game any less compelling. It's just, um, you know, oh, I understand how this is being played. I understand this. And you also know in a demo like this, they're going to give you everything you need to complete the demo. 
the two characters, one's clearly better at range, one's better at close range. Uh, too much range. You know, one's, like Cloud's melee, of course, and Barrett is a range guy. So when you see something up on a ledge, you know, automatically brings, oh, switch to Barrett. He has a gun. Sure. And then as soon as the thing explodes, you're like, well, Cloud's going to do more damage up close, so I'm going to go ahead and switch to him because the computer's making him attack something anyway, but I'll do more damage and I can be more efficient if I do it. Okay, okay. All right. And I think that just comes with, you know, gaming experience. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's you, just, you, you get used to it, you kind of get a feel for it, which is why I'm not going to come down, you know, harder on you for having more trouble with it, because I just play more games. I have more experience. Uh-huh. I have a wider library of just general game knowledge to pull from. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I think that that's fair, and I think that that's something that we've discussed before, but I think for me that just raises the question, is the whole game going to be confusing, or when I play the game for real, are they going to ha- give me more time to, like, kind of understand what's happening? Or did they want to introduce all of that so players like yourself could actually see more of the, I hate to use the word technical aspects, Mm -hmm. but do you know what I'm getting at? So that you could see more of the range of options that are going to be available. Um, I think, I don't think it's going to get any easier. But do you think they'll give you a person more time to get used to it? Or do you think that's just going to be it? I think that's going to be the pacing of the final game because it's right at the beginning and they're teaching you the essentials, which is uh, attack, uh, how to use your items, Mm -hmm. how to use magic, which, Mm -hmm. you know, is the same menu, how to do uh, special attacks because it's all part of that same menu. Mm -hmm. And then they introduce a second party member who can do all those things too. So that's uh, dropping the basics in your lap. But um, we know from how things have changed with just Cloud and Barrett. That the other characters are going to have new skills that'll be mm-hmm. more or less effective against other things mm-hmm. too. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Like for instance, I noticed. So after um, I finished playing the the demo, we pulled up a video, and one of the things I noticed right away is that. Um, and I, I'm just going to say spoilers for the demo and Final Fantasy VII in general. Yeah, so if you haven't if, played or seen the game in 20 if you, years. If you want to know nothing, then, you know, skip ahead, like, I can't imagine to the, the next episode of the podcast. Oh, yeah. I can't imagine, though, sorry to interrupt, I can't imagine if you don't already know what Final Fantasy Seven is, why would you be interested? You know, it's like, well, oh, they're remaking this 20-year-old game that the old gamers won't shut the hell up about. Right, but what if you were 20 and you didn't get into game. What if you are 20 or 25? You didn't get into games until you were 10 or 12. You know what I mean? You may have never played the original, but you may have seen the port and you might be interested in it. And now you're like, oh, now they've done this game that I thought was like, okay, pretty cool in a style with which I'm more accustomed to with updated graphics, updated story, you know, updated everything. But, um, but I noticed when I went back and I watched part of the 
playthrough of the original mm-hmm. um, that in the original demo, Cloud had lightning magic. Yes. And in this demo, Cloud has fire magic and Barrett has lightning magic. So I wonder if that's a permanent change as well. You know, I want, I'm thinking in a demo. Well, let's, uh, let me take this in sections because a lot was said here. I, um, well, first I'm going to address just as only opinion I can say is my own because, you know, how I can't speak for anyone else. But has, has there ever been a successful reboot of an old game that actually drew in like a, a big number of new of new fans cuz the old fans are always going to be fans of that old thing and they remake it they're like yeah I'll play it cuz I remember it but does Resi 7 count it's not a reboot of a game but in a way it's a reboot of the franchise I think mm, I think Resident Evil 7 can kind of get away with that a bit because well, Resident Evil didn't didn't die. They kept making them, and I know like they keep making Did Final it, Fantasies too. But don't you think that was more like a shambling zombie corpse as opposed to fully being alive? Well, the uh, series of yeah, yeah <laughs> okay, movies weren't great either. But Resident Evil didn't diminish. It'd be like if um. And a lot of them try to keep the same story thread going. Mm-hmm. So it would be like you have Final Fantasy VII, and then let's say the next year instead of making Final Fantasy VIII, it's Final Fantasy VII Side Story One, and in this one you play as let's see, uh, Avalanche before Cloud gets there. <laughs> okay, so it's a prequel sequel, and then. You know, four years after that, they make Dirge of Cerberus because Vincent is Bayer, apparently. And then after Dirge of Cerberus, two years later, they make a spinoff where you're Yuffie and it's a puzzle game to steal materia. And then two years after that... Wait, what? Yeah, there's a... Streets of Rage, like, Brawler, where you're Tifa, or Tifa. Excuse- what? What? It's like, they keep going on, and it's the same characters and general, like, story beats. And that's kind of how Resident Evil was. Because Resident Evil 1 was Chris and Jill and Wesker. And, of course, like, you know, Barry and the other guys. Barry. And, and Resident Evil 2, people are like, oh, but none of the main characters were there. But, yeah, but... Claire Redfield was there looking for her brother Chris. So that's how you knew it was the same universe, same timeline, right? And let's see, Resident Evil 3, and I'll go ahead and get this out. Because Veronica, Veronica, you know that one? I'm aware that it exists. All right. That apparently was supposed to be the real Resident Evil 3, which is why it does more, and it's more of an upgrade, and Resident Evil 3 is kind of like a reskin of 2. And it's using the same engine, right? Mm-hmm. But there was some kind of deal going on with, I think, Sony. Where, since uh, Resident Evil 3 was going to come out on the Dreamcast. Mm-hmm. 
Well, they're like, no, a numbered main series Resident Evil has to come out on the Sony system. So Capcom just called the spinoff Resident Evil 3, which it was going to be Nemesis. And then 3 became Code Veronica. But um, uh, let's go with how the series is normally. So you have 3 or Nemesis, and that's Jill again from Resident Evil 1. She's the main character. And then you have Code Veronica, where you have Claire again, who's of course from two, who's looking for her brother from one. You see, it's like they, it's, um, uh, it's a very, it's a, it's an incestuous kind of story where everything's tied together by like family, like Star Wars. <laughs> In a way. I mean, which can be fine if you have a compelling story and you want to see what happens to these characters. I feel like the canon of Resident Evil series in general is almost as messed up as the canon for Star Wars at this point. I'm glad wait. you said at this point. Wait, wait. Well, you know, they uncanonized, like, the whole expanded universe. Ugh. But not not to be completely off topic, but did you see this week's news about... Emperor Palpatine? I didn't want to see it, but yeah, I saw it. It found its way into my brain's eye. My mind's eye. Like, <laughs> oh, Palpatine was a clone. It's like, yeah, no kidding. A failed clone. Yeah, it's like, who, ca- who cares, guys? Who, who cares at this point? Get away from Palpatine. Get away from these legacy characters but do it respectfully impossible it apparently is impossible you can only completely shit on everything that came before you in Star Wars to make a new Star Wars burn the past burn the past Fuck burn it. burn the movie that was directly before your movie exactly I think Kylo said throw it throw it in the trash exactly yeah and don't it, and act like it never happened. What did Kylo say? He said, "Fuck the past, <laughs> um, burn the franchise if you have to, <laughs> but make sure you fuck the past." <laughs> I think those were his exact words. <laughs> and then he put on a black suit like his granddaddy, <laughs> you know, to invoke the past, while. Um, Commanding a not galactic empire that acts like the galactic mm-hmm. empire, except somehow less professional. But this is not the Star Wars cast. This is not the Star Wars podcast because that's going to get nasty real fast or real slow. <laughs> the only thing I just want to add one more thing about Star Wars. All right. We'll save our Star Wars ranting for another episode or maybe not. Um, (laughs) but I just want to say the best thing that came out of the, the last three episodes of star Wars was definitely John Boyega. And he was out there before star Wars, but it makes me really happy that he's going to be out there after star Wars and that he's, you know, going to be able to be his authentic self and now his authentic self with money. True. So. I mean, I like the, um, oh, Poe Dameron. I mean, he was, they were trying super hard to make him, you know, the Han Solo, like, 
kind of fly boy, which he is. Which he could have been if they would have let him. Yeah. It's like, he's still okay because he has character. And it's like, I think he has more character than Finn does. Because Finn's not allowed to do much. Well, but anyways. He's still, like, I still like Finn. Because in a lot of ways... His, some of his reactions, uh, which is, of course, based on the script, were more realistic. That, uh, when I remember the first trailer, where he's sweating so hard in the desert. <laughs> yes. And I was like, you know what? If I was out there, I'd be sweating too. It's true. I, I feel a connection to this sweaty man. <laughs> I will see this movie. Yeah, and then they burned that to the ground. I mean, in the first one... They were setting the kindling mm -hmm. to burn it to the ground, but we thought that kindling was a monument mm -hmm. to the past that they're going to be respectful to, and then right. they then they caught it on fire. I just I don't know I don't know I didn't prep anything for Star Wars so I have no coherent thoughts. So anyways, yeah, we're well, I'm gonna there. just say Star Wars rant over well, now. Also, uh, Oh, maybe we also not. edited out the racial tirade too. Oh yeah, just cut that out. Yeah, that's gone. It's gone. Now, guess who? I I cannot say. <laughs> You'll never know. It didn't even happen. It didn't there was nothing. But oh, back to the uh, question of one fifty-seven. I can only speak for myself on this, but a remake for me has never brought me into an old series that I didn't previously have interest in. Mm -hmm, fair. Didn't make me pay play Banjo Kazooie, right? And uh, what else? Is Didn't it? make me play Crash Team Racing. True that, or even the Crash uh, Insane Trilogy, right? Did you play that? No, definitely not. And the thing is, I like Crash. I didn't play that. And even though some people, like, well, why wouldn't you play it? Didn't you like Crash? Yes, I like Crash twenty years ago, twenty five years ago. I already played the games. I don't need. To play them again. Shout out to um, PlayStation Access Rob Pearson for making me know <laughs> about Crash Test Racing for the last eight something years, however long it's been. Rob, I love you, um, but I know that you're married, so it's respectful. Lord. Um, shh. Um, <laughs> but um, but yeah, no, I I did not go pick it up. I didn't play it. I was like, okay, it's that's out there somewhere. Yeah, I mean, because nowadays. It's super easy to get your hands on a lot of old games, especially the popular ones, because mm -hmm. they're not remaking a bunch of obscure crap that didn't sell back then. They're remaking things that they can make money off of now, right. things that were somewhat popular back then. Right. I could go on Amazon right now and probably get all three PS1 Spyros Ooh. for like 40 bucks. But why? Or less. But because why? those were good. Were they? Yes. Were they? Yes. I like the clunky, chunky polygons. I like the frame rate of, like, 22 frames. Uh -huh. Actually, Spiral ran pretty well back then. It was probably... It was probably 22 frames, but oh. it probably didn't look bad to your uncultured eye. I don't know, because it was made by an Insomniac, and I know it Ratchet and Clank on the PS2. That thing was running a solid 30, maybe even 60s. I want to say on the PS1, Spiral was running at a high frame rate. But, I mean, I have the internet at my fingertips. Let me see this. Okay. If I can uh, get these things. To, oh, my God. That's not how you spell Spyro. Let's see. Pyro. Pyro. Lord. Almost there. It's, it's impossible. Spyro. PlayStation 1 frame rate. 
That is not how you spell frame. <laughs> Pax? What? No one wants to search Pax. Ugh. Shout out to all the Pax lovers. <laughs> I used to have some of that Penny Arcade stuff. I like the uh, graphic novels. I like that. I didn't know that Pax had to do a Penny Arcade for a million years. Um, right, let's see here. I used to like their webcomic. <clears throat> Oh, do they, do they still do that? I, I, I honestly don't know. I, I gave up all my web comics. Eh. Oh my god, I still saying packs. Hold on. Packs, 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 packs. Frame rate. Uh, all right, sorry, this is taking so long, but I well, have to know. While, while you're searching for that, I'm just doing ASMR over here. <laughs> and so you see. That's how we found <laughs> Is there a problem? <laughs> nope. <laughs> Not at all. Okay, I think I finally found a uh, forum post here that talks about it. Okay, okay. Alright, uh, no, this is the emulator version. Disk. Hmm. Does Spire even exist? Email us <laughs> at <laughs> give your thoughts on whether or not Spyro exists. Yeah. I, I cannot find a, just a answer. I'm pretty sure it ran at 30. Because I remember it looking really smooth for the time. Because they were using um, a technique for resolution uh-huh. and texture where things farther away were like super low poly. Uh-huh. And it would build in and become, you know, more detailed. And they did that to increase the draw distance and help the frame rate. Or at least is what I was told. Or maybe no one told me because I'm not sure if this game exists anymore. <laughs> I mean, I haven't played in 20 years. If I ever played it at all. And I've never held the disc for the uh, Reunited trilogy, so it might not exist. I don't know. What this has to do with Final Fantasy VII, I'm uh, lost. I don't, I, I don't know how we got here. I honestly don't know. I'm but, lost too. Wait, okay. Let's backtrack. Okay. Right before this, we, we were discussing this. We were discussing if... You really bring in new players with remakes. And I would say I can't really find anything substantiated in that claim. But surely Square Enix thinks they will. Or mm. else they wouldn't remake it, right? Well, Final Fantasy VII's different. Because the old user base is feverish enough that they know they can make money off of it. And I want to say the same... It wasn't Final Fantasy that got these fans, but fans of the Kingdom Hearts series who kind of have their eye on what Square's doing now will probably be interested since it's an action RPG like Kingdom Hearts is. So I think, honestly, Kingdom Hearts is going to bring people in. Because they're like, oh, I know Square Enix. They make Kingdom Hearts, and this game looks like... Well, I mean, 
I can't always say it looks like Kingdom Hearts, but it kind of does as a third-person action-adventure game with RPG elements. So they might not necessarily be like, oh, it's Final Fantasy VII. I've heard good things about it. No, Square Enix is making another action RPG game, which they haven't since th uh, Kingdom Hearts 3, because the series is kind of on hiatus? Yeah. No, well, they released DLC for it, but you know there's not like a big sequel one planned at the second, I don't think. So this can give them that action RPG craving they may have, but I don't think they care of the about the legacy of Final Fantasy VII. And remaking it is not going to be exciting for them because if they wanted to know about Final Fantasy VII, they would have known by now. And there's a million ways to play Final Fantasy VII that's not the remake. It's true. It's true. So it's... it'll make money, most definitely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So we spent a really long time discussing my first impression but we didn't really go back and delve into your first impression. You said your first impression was pretty. Yeah, it's pretty. So, can you explain a little bit more what you mean by pretty? And I'm only asking that because it's a industrial setting. Oh, well. Of course, even though a lot of game companies don't want you to... They'll say, oh, don't judge our game by itself. Judge it the vacuum, not by uh, the game surrounding or its predecessor and all this stuff. But, well, actually, they're only like King, not Kingdom Hearts, but uh, the Silent Hill guys like to keep saying that because they don't know how to make a compelling, scary game. Look, uh, look, look, we've already <laughs> trashed on Resident oh, right. Evil oh, series God. and Star Wars. Let's not go for a record here. I'm trashing. I'm just <laughs> talking facts. <laughs> Dropping the vanilla science. Uh -huh. Vanilla science. Vanilla science, but uh, okay. Um, of course, we're going to think about, compare it to the original Final Fantasy VII. Yeah, it's going to look better than that. I would hope it would look better It would look better than that. And the character models are really nice. They're crisp, they're clean. I can see like the fibers and clouds turtleneck. And, you it's know. sure you really could. Yeah, yeah. Barrett looks great, you know. Jesse looks great. Jessie is a cutie. You know, I thought she was a cutie back in the day when she was comprised of 16 polygons. <laughs> Literally only 16 polygons. Yeah, but, you know, this is a little bit better. <laughs> it's a little bit, a little bit better. Uh, you had Biggs and Wedge, you know, they're hunky and stuff. <laughs> really good character models. Everybody's great. Mm -hmm. who, did, who did we say that Wedge looked like? Uh, you said somebody I never heard of. Louis Capaldi. Isn't that uh. what I said? I think so, and then I googled the wrong guy who looked more like him than your guy. <laughs> who did you Google? There's no telling. Uh, just type it in and misspell it, and that's that's who I got. I know for sure it was not Louis Tomlinson, so. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so it's really pretty, and it's this weird... By really pretty, do you mean visually arresting, or do you mean aesthetically pleasing? Hmm. It's not arresting. Because in this day and age, we've seen pretty games. You know, they're just gorgeous to look at. Mm-hmm. I wasn't blown away, unless I was comparing it to the original 7. And even then, we've seen games with 
fidelity similar to this. So it wasn't arresting, but it um, artistically came together because it looks like Seven did just better or more modern. Uh-huh. It takes that same kind of dull yellow green Mako factory look and it reproduces it really good or really well. Mm-hmm. So it's it's easy on the eyes for the most part. Uh but mm, I don't know that I guess it only matters if you're anchored by nostalgia like I am. Mm -hmm. And I'll go ahead and come on and just say it. So if anybody wants to, uh, you know, at me, as they like to say, say, oh, well, you're just, you know, living in the past. You're sniffing your own media farts from the, the 90s old man. I've literally never heard that me metaphor before. I've always heard the media farts. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> I'm always saying it to me. To yourself. <laughs> to myself. It's, um... As I admit it, I know I'm doing it, but at the same time, it's my money. I, I know what I like. You know, <laughs> you know. And I mean, am I gonna play this thing? Yeah. Am I gonna have a good time? Sure. Do are I think you gonna? Oh, so you're not gonna buy it, but you are gonna play it. That's a strange distinction to make, but yeah, I've uh, said before now on this cat podcast because this is the first one. Sure. That I will buy the game when it's done. Oh, yeah, yeah. That doesn't mean yeah. I won't play it. Because I'm going to be around people who, you know, buy it, but... Mm -hmm. How many How many episodes are they going to... I don't... I hate to call it episodes. How many uh, discs are they going to release? From what I've heard... It's like three or four? How many was the original? It was three discs. It was three discs. And... The, the It was an expensive game, and the graphics were the, like, epitome of RPG-ness. <laughs> of, the, of, the, of the day. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And so they put all these millions into it back then. They put even more millions into it now. Oh, yeah, most definitely. But they're chopping it up. Because they're like, well, we're going to give you all this extra content. And I'm thinking, Cool. And the extra content means I have to buy this game three times. Or you want me to. I'm I'm not going to do that. I play Final Fantasy VII. I know the story of it. Do I want extra content? Maybe. I think the story was pretty good as is. But I guess maybe they have more to say. Even in the uh, demo in the reactor, there's more dialogue, of course. And the layout's a little... It's, it's different. And those additions are... They're pretty good. Because, uh, let's see. Uh, like, the elevator sequence is, of course, different. But, I guess what I'm trying to say is, even if they had followed the pacing of the original seven... Uh-huh, uh-huh. I'd probably be more pleased because I think seven initially took its time more to build ambience, but the demos action, action, action. Right. But there's definitely going to be cut scenes before the demo. 
Oh, like a gameplay? But bonus? yeah, when you play the game, surely the demo's not the first thing that you're gonna do. Cut seamless, bone dry. You know, <laughs> since you didn't play the original seven, that is how the game starts. It starts with, uh, I'll call her Eris. In the alley, looking at the pipe, which has uh-huh. like uh, life from Mako, Mako uh, leaking from it, and it goes to that cutscene where it pulls out, you know, uh-huh. shows the city, it goes like da da Final Fantasy uh-huh. Seven, zooms in on the train. That is how the game starts, right really? there. Really, really. Yes. Yeah. So but there's nothing in front of that. So potentially, they could have demoed us the actual start of the actual game. I'm pretty sure that isn't exactly how it starts. I think it's a throwback to the uh, Final Fantasy Seven PS One demo. Which covered the same thing, the first reactor. Really? Yeah. It's, I, I don't know if throwback's the right word, but I almost say it's a throwback because they didn't have to do it. But it's kind of like back then when Final Fantasy VII had all this hype around it, they were confident enough and it was more common back then to release a demo. Because, you know, CD discs were cheaper to produce than Blu ray, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and they're cheaper than cartridges, which mm-hmm. is why you didn't see, like, you know, demo cartridges really. So you could just make these things and put them in magazines or on shelves and gutters, wherever. Just I miss those days. Yeah, exactly. And uh, that was uh, the, how they promoted it. Well, one of the ways they had a huge marketing budget. But the demo was the first reactor, just like the demo now is the first reactor. And when you played the completed game of 7, it started the same way and followed the same pace. <laughs> So I think that's just how it's going to mm-hmm. actually start. Mm-hmm. So what's your overall impression of the demo? And how do you... I feel like I'm asking a super leading question. <laughs> but like, what's your overall impression of the demo? And, and how does that affect... Like, uh, how does that affect what you think the game is going to be like. I think the demo is good. Mm-hmm. I would give it a solid B. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, that's only because I'm tethered to the original 7 mm-hmm. and the pace it had and the way mm-hmm. it set up things. Mm-hmm. If I was just picking it up and playing it just naked with no association, I would th- it'd probably be like a... A minus. Mm-hmm. So this is a nice little action game. I don't mm-hmm. know what's going on much. It's, no, there's this mm-hmm. b- huge black man yelling at me constantly, mm-hmm. and we're blowing stuff up. Mm-hmm. But it's it's pretty cool. This boss fight with the uh, Sentinel Scorpion, I think they're calling it now, was pretty cool. But um, as for how it messed with my expectations mm-hmm. for the actual game, mm-hmm. I. Mm, I fear that they're not going to be on, not honest. Um, what's the word? Um, I don't think they're going to be able to capture the intent of tone that Seven initially had. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm afraid it's going to be just more like an action game. Mm-hmm. So by intent and tone, do you mean that Seven was originally more serious, more thoughtful, 
because of its turn-based elements, there was more breathing room, that kind of stuff. Is that what you mean? Seven's a weird game, kind of like the old Final Fantasies. It's it's actually incredibly goofy because a lot of weird stuff happens, especially early game in Midgar. Mm-hmm. It's um, all right. You play Final Fantasy fourteen, right? Yes. It's uh, kind of like you have the main storyline, and then you have the Hildebrand quests. Yes. And like Final Fantasy seven has the same thing going on. There is a more serious main quest, but there's a lot of goofy shit going on on the side. <laughs> and they've shown that they've, uh, with, the, with the demo for the new one and some of the cutscenes, that they've kept some of the stuff uh, from Midgar, like where you have to dress Cloud up in a dress to get him into Don Corneo's place, mm-hmm. which a lot of people were afraid they're going to cut. Mm-hmm. But that's part of the story. He's just, you know in disguise for infiltration and that's some of the goofy stuff and I guess since that's there there's a chance they might keep more of it because even in the uh, trailer where you have Don Corneo you know bumbling around acting like himself mm-hmm. but at the same time you have Heidinger I think that's how you say his name um, President Shinra's uh, weapons expert I think that's who yeah. he of the weapons division yeah and seven. Yeah, he was in the he was in the remake demo. Yeah, for like a second. But if you had played seven back in the day and you saw how he acted there and uh-huh. how he acts now, he doesn't uh-huh. act like the same guy. It's almost uh-huh. like you could put a giant Texan hat on hiding uh-huh. your back oh. in the day because uh-huh. he was super animated. He loved weapons. He was all hooting and hollering. He'd run up to uh, people and start hitting them because oh. he had his like fiery temper. But you know the. In the uh, remake, he's standing there, he's very calm, he's very collected. He's like, oh, position, I will find these, uh, this information very <laughs> soon, don't <laughs> worry about it. It's like, that's that Heidinger. Mm-hmm. It's like, why did y'all uh, take away his, uh, well, I guess he could show up later. But even early on, you knew he was this hothead. So, <sighs> I want, I want the old tone, but that's 23 years ago or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I, I can just play that game, <laughs> and I have, I should look at the new thing for what it is. No, it's, yeah, it's hard not to remember the game that it's derived from mm-hmm. when I played that game mm-hmm. many times, mm-hmm. and I remember the characters one way, mm-hmm. and if they don't carry some of those same characteristics over it feels like um, a slap in the face like mm-hmm. they they're not honoring the intent mm-hmm. of the first game and people who haven't played it they won't know they won't know so they won't care mm-hmm. it uh mm, I was gonna make a Star Wars reference but we're not gonna go there right now thank you I don't know it's I, I feel conflicted so <laughs> I rated the demo lower than you. Really? Yeah, I would say like a five. Hmm. Um, I thought I I thought that it was visually interesting, but you know it was an industrialized setting, which I'm you know I'm not gonna. I mean, whatever. So it did look great for an industrialized setting, but mm-hmm. that doesn't really like. 
flap my feathers. <laughs> um, I already am on record as stating I thought that the gameplay mechanics were confusing and came on really fast. Um, and also, my, my most controversial point is that I want a turn-based RPG. Where can I find a turn-based RPG? Can I sing that Tina Turner song, Where Have All the Good RPGs Gone? You know, that's a that's a throwback. Do people listen to this even know who Tina Turner is? <laughs> uh, of course they do. Just at us. <laughs> yeah. At. Geriatrics. <laughs> Geriatrics for Final Fantasy. At. Whatever the, um, it will be eventually. Cox.net.com. What? <laughs> no. Oh, you've never heard of Cox.net. It's a internet service provider, C-O-X.net. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, it's good for the country folk. Oh, I see. Whatever happened to GoDaddy? Were they a hosting site? What, yeah, they're, what still, they're still out there, right? Yeah, I remember What did they host? I don't know. I remember the commercials, but they never actually uh, told me what they were selling. They were selling you what every commercial is ultimately selling you. Women's breasts. Was that there? I don't remember women being was that involved. There? Was that there? And they're like, GoDaddy. I'm like, Was that there? Oh, pardon? And they're like, GoDaddy. I'm like, What? And then the commercial was over. And I think somewhere along the lines, I heard they were, it's like a web hosting thing. I don't know. They didn't convince me to buy what they were selling because they didn't tell me what they were selling. Ugh. <laughs> Anyhow. I just killed that conversation. My yeah, bad. Sorry. My bad. But, you know, I just... I... You know, I like a slower-paced life. You know, as we mentioned, I play Final Fantasy fourteen. I spend a lot of time doing the slow things. Redecorating my house again. Mm. You know, um, crafting, gathering, all the fun, walking stuff. around, <laughs> and going into other people's houses and looking at them and thinking that their house is really cute, or thinking that it's really ugly, or feeling sick because <laughs> their walls are too close together. Oh yes, judging others. I also play Final Fantasy fourteen to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Remind me when this is over to tell you about a house I went into yesterday. Alright, we won't say we won't say whose house and what district because you know that's mean. Yeah. It was definitely not my next door neighbor. <laughs> no, it actually really wasn't. Yeah, I believe you, sure. <laughs> Alright, so we gotta we have uh we gotta wind it down here. So I guess what this uh, means is Final Fantasy VII Remake is going to be crap. It's uh, trash and nobody wants to play it. I'm going to play it. And you're going to play it. And if I am going to play it. Exactly. And if you say you're not going to play it. I'm just a liar and delusional. Yeah, you're a liar. And delusional. <laughs> and delusional. Because everyone's going to be playing it. I will spend my money on it. And it doesn't matter what I think. Precisely. Um, the first six months... 
It's going to be nothing but high praise for the game. And everyone will ignore any faults in it. And someone's, that'll be fine. Someone's going to hack the code and find all this cool stuff that they left out. There's going to be at least five things that they promised that don't materialize. But at the end of the day, we're going to buy it and we're going to play it. Oh, it's like you, you got to play it. How do you play something? How do you not play something that has this much? I, I don't know. I can't say it's hype. Zeitgeist? Is that a thing? I think the original, well, the original seven t- was is is, is, uh, is in the cultural zeitgeist certainly, or at least back in the day. I don't think this is going to have the same. I don't think it can have the same resounding effect on the industry because it doesn't look so good as to be revolutionary, you know, and it's not elevating the Final Fantasy series. Um, just technology-wise, like it did from 6 to 7. Because, you know, Square always makes really pretty games. Anyway, but... Like, what was the last... What was the last... Well, like, Final Fantasy 15, right? Uh-huh. Wait, wait, wait. We have two minutes. Oh, oh, crap. Okay. We're well, not gonna... We're, so, our next podcast, we're gonna discuss... Final Fantasy 15. We're going to discuss 15 and how, because it's so pretty, it takes away from Final Fantasy 7's remake's prettiness because we expect Square Games to look really good now. Oh my god, but Final Fantasy 15. Look, it's the end of the podcast, so listen to these last one minutes and then go. And if you've never played Final Fantasy 15, just Google it. Just just look it up on YouTube. You will not be sorry. It'll be the most beautiful thing you saw today unless you happen to go to the Museum of Modern Art today. <laughs> just saying. Yes, so, I, I agree. So, what do we cover today? Final Fantasy Remake 7. The Downfall of Star Wars. Resident Evil 7. And uh, Almost Silent Hill, but we avoided that. Why Silent Hill sucks. Now, now, it didn't used to suck. <laughs> and, um... You know, one of these podcasts, we're, I, I'm going to have to get in deep, and I'll tell you why Silent Hill sucks now. He's going to tell us why. I can do it. Maybe. I can do it with misinformation. Podcast number three. Topic <laughs> done. Anyway, I just want to say, on behalf of the Lo-Fi Podcast, this is Katie, and this is... Uh, a guy... <laughs> a guy and um thank you for uh embarking on this journey with us tomar 